You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast brought to you by ascully.com. And here are your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. I think, Sid Talk, you're going to have to talk more than me this week. Nice. Uh, first thing off the top of the show. Yes. yes. I want to apologize for last week because we didn't do a show. Because, as you recall, Sid Talk the week before was getting sick. And then she handily gave it to me. <laughs> so when I'm sick, we have to do it. When you're sick, you're too sick. It's it's a weird system we have here. Well, I should say that you have. Last Saturday. <laughs> last Saturday. I mean, I'm still sick. There might be some... I'll cut out the coughing. But yeah. I might, I might have a coughing attack at any point. But last Saturday, we were both terrible. Yes. I slept most of the day. It's been a rough few weeks for me, and then you tagged along there for the ride, unfortunately for and you. And right now I've got, I've just got a bad cough. It's, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks, but we all know it will end eventually. We're not going to die. No. Yeah, no, we're not. Not from this. I'm trying to suppress a cough all the time. <laughs> it really sucks. It sucks. It does. But you'll survive. So... We're back, but we might sound a bit weird and stuffed up. I mean, these people that are listening, they're humans. They've been sick before. They have. They will totally and completely understand. All right, so it is Saturday, April... Oh, it says it's Saturday, April the 6th. I guess that was when this was supposed to happen. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so it's not April the 6th. It's uh, April the 20th. And this is after the show, 578... The movie we're going to have a look at this week is Glass. It's a 2018 release. You can get it on Blu-ray and 4K and digital now. It's rated PG-13. Right now. And our friends at Universal sent us a copy for review. Sid Talk will give you the synopsis of the movie Glass. Uh, hmm. Uh, hmm. Are we spoiling everything? N- not off the top here. Not in the synopsis. <laughs> well... Does anyone not know what it is? If well, I, say, I think the cover kind of gives it away, to be honest. Look okay. At the, look at the cover. As you can see. Okay. So it is the third in the trilogy, starting from Unbreakable, um, Split, and now Glass. Uh, Mr. Glass was the guy from Unbreakable with Bruce Willis. And this is sort of a culmination of these three characters. I mean, it's hard to summarize without just saying what it is. That's what it is. It's the... That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Right. Um, so, Glass from director M. Night Shyamalan. Um, or Shyamalan a ding dong as you like to correct. call him. So um, we watched Split when it came out in 2016. And I really loved... They might. There's a spoiler here. Let's say the spoiler for, tw- for Split. All right. Well, while you're watching Split... First, it's not- first what's Unbreakable? Unbreakable was a film from the year 2000 by M. Night Shyamalan. And it was a... You don't realize this as you're watching it, but it starts to become clear that it's actually a superhero movie, kind of disguised as a a drama. Like, you know, you've not come for a superhero movie, but that's what you actually start to get. It's an origin story. Origin story. And then 2016, the sequel to Unbreakable is split, but... When you go and watch Split in 2016, the cat's out of the bag now. I mean, we're a few years later. It was not advertised as the sequel to Unbreakable. In fact, it wasn't advertised. It was just advertised as the next M. Night Shyamalan film. So even me and you, who didn't watch it in the theaters, watched it on, watched it on uh, Blu-ray. Even me and you, were, we didn't know, right? Hmm. So... As as the um, twist unfolds at the end, that this actually this movie split that you're watching is in the Unbreakable universe, I, it blew my mind. I turned to you, I was like, "What?" Because you know how much I loved Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. So um, now in 2019, well, this came out in 2018. Glass is the end of this trilogy of movies, and obviously, we all know Split is the middle movie now. So. We bring all three characters together, and this is what this movie is. 
So let me start by saying this movie received a lot of criticism. <laughs> um, I, as as you do, as you do, I'm a fan of all three of the movies. Let me say, I think they're pretty clever. I think they're a bit ham-fisted sometimes. They're not perfect, but I do like what they are. So, the third movie, Glass Split, got a lot of uh, good, you know, good press. People loved it, but Glass people were against it, and they were against it for the reason. I don't want to spoil it as much as me telling you why, why people didn't like it. Mm, okay. Because, as you know, I told you why people didn't like mm-hmm. it. And that's just too big of a spoiler for me. Um, I can see why people wouldn't like it for that. But come on, people. <laughs> it's a story that trying to be told. Don't invest your life in a fictional story. It's, it's a little th- bit gross. It's the third act of a story. And maybe there'll be some tragedy. And maybe there'll be some, you know, there'll be all kinds of things in it. So... I understand why people get invested in things and then they can be disappointed. But a person's telling you a story. It's not your story, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. So that's how, you know, how I see it. And yes, there are, there are issues in this movie for me. There was also some issues in Split. I, don't, I think you even thought that, right? Mm-hmm. But there's issues in this one too. But overlooking them, those issues, I think as a whole, three movies, if you watch them, all of them. I think it's a cohesive thing. I think all of them have problems and all of them have awesomeness. And Isn't that true for every single movie that's ever existed? No, and for these three. Yeah, no, I'm just saying every movie has good and bad. Well, no, there are just some turds, right? And there are some, <laughs> you know, there are some movies you can't. What was that movie? The Assignment. Okay, that was pretty bad. For for me, that was not I can't think of a, fully a good watchable. thing in that movie. <laughs> You know? But somebody will find a good thing in it. They'll like something about it. They'll love it, in fact. So that doesn't that that our dislike of it doesn't determine the quality. I think that's where a lot of people fail when they start getting all bitchy about things. Is that they're they've decided what quality is, and in a movie like this, any movie, but I mean this one really, it's it's he's trying to be different from any other superhero movie or anything you're going to have people who just don't they they want to watch the avengers Avengers, (laughs) right or batman you know dark knight whatever they want to read their comic that feeds that to them this isn't that therefore it isn't good but that isn't how it works no and this is not the avengers it's not a superhero action movie in there is action. When you so. boil it down, it's exactly the same. These characters have conflicts. They want to solve crime or be criminals. And then when the shit hits the fan, there are big battles between them. Avengers and Marvel and, and DC Comics, they just go for big explosions and entire planets and galaxies involved. This movie is literally character on character. Mano man. Mano on man. Is that what it's called? Like man on man having a fight. Or it's psychological about like the character's inner self, and we get to know that. That's real. There's not that big a difference, except the bells and whistles. So there are some spoilers in this next section because I want to actually um, talk about the plot. Good. So this movie is. So uh, this movie is framed in. Uh, I I don't know about you, but the first like fifteen to twenty minutes when it seems to be um bruce willis plays david dunn it seems to be the david dunn like we're going to uh, finally after all these years see david dunn being a superhero right and it kind of goes along that path for a little while and i thought that was what it was going to be Mm. like david dunn you know with his son talking to him in his earphones and he's wandering around and he's doing his thing and it turns out it it you see a bit of that but then it doesn't it's not that what the big framing of this movie is, is all three of our superheroes end up in a mental institution and a lady, played by Sarah Paulson, is like a psychologist who's trying to say to them, well, she's not trying to, she's saying it, you're not, there's a possibility you're not actually superheroes, you're just all 
you know, you know, mentally ill, mentally ill, and it's a condition, uh, and they've contained them in this mental institution. So then, the whole middle act plays out in the mental institution, and it's a series of interviews, and you know, plot starts to unfold, um, and you know, you get to learn a bit about them, but not too much. I, d- I don't think you know, considering it was a whole section of them in a mental hospital being interviewed. I still don't feel like I learned a lot about them, you know, about yeah. their psyche and stuff. Um, so when I was talking about, I had some problems with it. I I kind of think Sarah Paulson's doctor is kind of crappy. Like, do you get what I'm saying? You mean her presentation of the doctor? Like, mm. she seems very like ham acting or something. I don't know. Well, when you follow through, yeah. You kind of figure out why, I think. I'm not sure. There was a lady in Split. <laughs> she felt comic booky. That's yeah, what I felt. Right. It just, it didn't seem, it didn't have the, like, dr- dramatic, like, push that I wanted. She always seemed a bit, I don't know, just not up to the job, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> there was a lady in Split as well. Do you remember the lady in the posh apartment? She was like a psychologist, too. No, she was all right. I liked her. I didn't like her either. So maybe it's just something about women. Do you just not like women? Don't like psychologists, women. <laughs> um, but the third act of this movie, it does turn into an action movie of sorts, right? I mean, it's not like it's not like Tony Stark flying around the city. No, but it, it's a it's a really down to earth. If there was people who were more powerful than us, I think that's how it would look. You know, people bending bars and smashing doors and... don't know. I don't know. Not like flying up in the air and stuff. Like fighting, but really powerful. And the Beast, who's played by James McAvoy. See, I I disagree. Because I think it all looks quite comic booky. Except for the... Just the moments when they're fighting each other, which without anything to scale the action against. So when they're pushing on each other or choking each other or punching each other... Except when one of them slams into the side of a truck and it bends in half or whatever. You don't even get the scale of how strong they are. Right. So the times when he's like running across the grass or other weird things, it all looks a bit not quite right to me. Now, see, to me it looked... I liked that because I thought it looked contained (laughs) and not crazy. You know, It looks the way you want it to look when we discover there are superheroes amongst us. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So I really liked that. I liked the battle towards the end. Then there's a twist in the M. Night Shyamalan. It's a trademark thing now, isn't it? He has to have a twist, it seems. Uh, you think? <laughs> I don't think any I think of every his, single movie, that's his whole thing. I think every single movie has a twist. Yeah. So this has a twist, which I don't think is... Uh, the twist in Split was very effective for me. It made... I told you, it made the... Give me goosebumps. Which one? The... The twist at the end of Split. Okay, yes. Which, spoiler, was that. I told you earlier that Split is not actually just this standalone movie. It's actually the sequel to Unbreakable. That was the twist. I was like, oh. Mind bent. That's a hard one to pull off, and (laughs) he pulled it off. I love that. Now, the twist to this one, um, which I won't reveal, um, I don't think it's particularly clever. It's almost a, it's almost what I was expecting, you know? And this is not the twist, but the very final scene where the music swells and it, it's kind of uplifting. I kind of like that idea. But mm-hmm. as you said, you could put you can stick a pin in in it and ruin that idea by just saying a couple of things, right? Absolutely. It's a cool idea, but like in reality, would we're a bit too skeptical for the idea? Yeah, absolutely. I was not sold on any of that twisty thing at all. Not even a little tiny bit. It was like, ugh. Right. But like I told you, there's enough about it that I do like that I can go. I can just chop that off and be yeah. happy with the rest of it. I can even be okay with the end of the story as it is. I could actually cut that part out and still be happy with it. And where would you end? No, I would end it the way, the way it ended, but I could pluck out the parts about the what she was actually doing. Hmm. Have it just be the battle and the bum, and he did that, and that's the plan, 
and then be like, whoa, that would have been more impactful to me. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, so what I said to you at the end of the movie is, you said, I said, I really liked it a lot, and I'm a big fan of these movies anyway, but what I liked about it was I got what I was expecting, which was a sequel to Split, and I got to see David Dunn do some superhero stuff. I got to see, we got to see them all do some superhero stuff, right? We even got to see Mr. Glass. But it's very subtle. But subtle, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you want, like, you know, Iron Man flying up into space and stuff, it's not that. (laughs) But you do see what these characters can do, and you do see it being done. But it's a lot more low-key than any (laughs) low-key, than any Marvel movie. But I like that, because... It's kind of shitty that we keep comparing it to Marvel. They're not exactly the end-all, beat-all of movie-making. And they're not the only superhero movies and, and entertainment that's ever been made. Marvel but and But they're DC. the loudest and the most, like, bull right in your face. So we keep comparing to them when, in fact, they're not necessarily the best. Because we watch some TV shows like Supergirl. We watch DC. Netflix shows, you know, Daredevil and stuff that have more... They're also big action, but just on a different scale. I just think it's unfortunate that the Marvel movies keep being the go-to. That's like, a benchmark. It's like comparing every movie to, as we were talking about yesterday, Citizen Kane. Because at some point, you have to admit, eh, it may not be what you what your brain first thought it was. Marvel movies may just be like passing fancy. Like, we're all just like, ooh, and odd. And then 20 years from now, we're like, oh my god, so lame. So, um, what parts of Glass did you dislike? Well, that. The part about what she was up to, I thought was really, like, poor storytelling. The way it was put across, the way it came down with the little tattoos. and It does feel like they were searching It just felt for forced. It didn't feel like it fit in the world. Because as we've watched these movies, and even with this one, you're... They're still very contained. These three people think they are something. They are something. They've done some terrible things. They've done some heroing and whatnot. It's very contained in and of themselves. And then when you try to crack that open like it's a thing everywhere in all of humanity, and then you're like, but I like the, I like this, like, very intimate version of it. And now you're telling me, boom, it's not that. So that's what I didn't like about it. And right. it just it wasn't up to the quality. Those scenes were not up to the quality of the rest of the movie. Mm. But that's about it. I mean, I think everything else, I was really intrigued by this, the parts where they're just sitting and she's interviewing them and conv- trying to convince them that it's all in their mind and trying to analyze what they've done and tell them like, well, but you watched a lot of rock climbing videos and someone said they saw you scale a wall, but isn't it possible that you just learned to scale the wall you know, putting in his yeah, mind. She tried to put all the not all the things that happened in at the end of Split. She tried to make them all of them and all the movies. She's yeah, trying to tell each make one it of all them sound plausible. plausible yeah. yeah, like well, and he, but even go um, James McAvoy's character says to her, "Yeah, but if you look at the case notes, you will see that I got shot with a shotgun. Yeah. In a, she was like, yeah, but that shotgun was not up to par. It had been sitting around. It was Maybe really they, old. The yeah. cartridges were old. So you could probably have took a shotgun blast from that. And he's like, oh. So yeah, she tries to have an So I like that whole scene because it was quite long and involved and you could see it getting in their minds a bit. So I like that. I, I liked the, um, this obviously is the third movie and it, you know, it's called Glass. And Samuel L. Jackson's character's back. And Samuel L. Jackson's very quiet for most of this movie. And I didn't quite know exactly what his plan was. I liked how that unfolded. Because mm. he just sat there. I knew he wasn't like, you know, like the guy from One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest, completely out, out of it. Oh, no, of course not. I knew he wasn't that. But that's how they tried to play him off. Like, oh, he's just in this... Everybody knew he wasn't. Yeah, but I kept thinking, how is he getting out of this? Like, I know he's a mastermind, but what's his plan? And his plan was quite good. I liked his plan overall, what it was. Um, But that's the part we won't spoil. 
So, moving on to the cast, James McAvoy plays Split Bloke. I wrote Split Bloke. <laughs> Is that his official name? No. He actually plays like Not how many? <clears throat> Look like there's about 10 or 12. I thought it, I thought it said 23. Oh, maybe. Don't ask me then if you already know. Um, but they've expanded. I don't know if we uh, mentioned James McAvoy's character is actually a split personality. Hence, the movie was called Split, the second movie. He has disassociative disorder where he has split personalities. And he plays like a... He he can change at will to these different characters. They're all quite different. There's a bunch of them. Dennis, Hedwig, Patricia. There's a lot of different ones. But he brings quite a few more in this movie as well. And you had a criticism of him in the... Mm-hmm. in Split that you thought he was too it was too it's a bit theatrical play. like a stage performance at times but then when you think of what he's doing pulling up these completely different people and within his mind having created characters it kind of makes sense that they're over the top but for me it was even a lot like ah, you know they're not subtle but then if you if I don't know I haven't researched disassociative disorder so maybe that's what happens you know the little kid is really like a little kid and the tough guy is really like a stereotypical tough guy so that's fair but watching him this time he blended all together i felt differently he in plays, a way i could hack it yeah he plays 20 different characters in this one i really liked him in the other one but i it's it's scary the way he pulls it off sometimes no really he's an actor no i mean <laughs> i mean the way it's it's scary, not not him, to watch it. Like, he'll be talking and he'll be all sweet as this little boy. And then next thing he's on this next character who's like, just really evil <laughs> sounding, you know? So I don't mean like, I mean the way it's portrayed in the movie. Yeah. It's, it's awkward to watch sometimes because it's... And some, you know, um, Anna Taylor-Joy's character, she understands him. that She's like the sole survivor of split and the reason she got away is because she kind of manipulated him didn't she she understood he the the beast which is his archetype the big character in his the thing that's the most powerful strong eats people kills a bunch of people that guy who's inside of him his whole mission is to take the people who have never suffered in the world you know the in the that one in this one he had four cheerleaders you know and he's looking at them like these are just dumb girls who've never had to suffer for anything. They've never been hurt by anybody. You know, they're not pure. Once I make you suffer and have something to live with that's horrible for the rest of your life, then you're pure. That's his whole objective. Well, when he met this girl and realized all the suffering she had done in her life. Yeah, because she's like she a doesn't. Yeah, she, well, she'd been abused as a child. He had been abused as a child. So that's why he let her off the hook. But, um... She also understood his personalities and she kind of interacted with them, whereas the other girls didn't get that. So they didn't get off so easy. I know. But um, I like James McAvoy in this. I think it's really fun. It looks like it's a lot of fun to play that, like play a load of different characters all at once. Bruce Willis. um, See, if I have a criticism for this movie, it would be that there's not enough Bruce Willis. (laughs) Bruce Willis is, you know... I had enough Bruce Willis. It's the beginning of the Unbreakable was about Bruce Willis, I guess, all the, all the way through. So there's where you get a bunch of him. But um, I really like the scenes with him and his son at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then, don't want to say the spoilers, but for me that could have been a bit more epic. Yeah, but then once you start doing that, then you want it. Then you have to raise everything up, and the yeah. whole thing about this world that is created especially in this movie that's why the end part doesn't fit with the rest of this movie is that you know if you were a superhero and you just on the down low and you knew you could go and make those dickheads pay for what they were doing to innocent people on the street videotaping you punching them in the face and then running away you know what would you do you just go beat the shit out of them and leave them to it and leave it right and that's all he's doing he's not trying to be big ta-da because then you know it's just like everything else. So I like that. I wish I didn't need any more of him either because I totally get his character now. I understand 100% what's going on. He's got a business. He's got his grown-up son now. And he kind of goes around doing Mr. Vigilante things here and there. But he doesn't want attention. 
that's it. I think that fit perfectly. So Samuel L. Jackson, um, I is my favorite thing about this movie. I know we uh, say a lot about Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, he's just the same thing and everything. Yeah, but this time you're right. He's made an exception. Yeah, I do believe even in the original, uh, Unbreakable, a, um, I love how he plays this character. Because this character's got a lot of hidden stuff going on. Because part of his master, he's a master plan kind of guy. That's his thing. He's got a weakness. He's he, he can break very easily because he's a, that's why he's called Mister Glass because uh, his bones are very brittle. Um, but the way he plays it, he doesn't show a lot. But then, poof, he, yeah, he, he lays it all on you when it comes down to the time. I thought I thought he really did a good job, like in uh, Kingsman. Where Samuel L. Jackson brought something a bit different. Yeah. I think he does it here too, but it's a bit more serious. When he does it, he does it well. Anna Taylor-Joy is back as Casey Cook. Like I said earlier, she's the survivor of Split. And she's also uh, the girl from The Witch, which is an awesome movie you should see. (laughs) What do you think of her? She was alright. I mean, she wasn't in it a lot, so. No. Not a whole lot. None of, nobody really was. The doctor had the most, I felt. Yeah, we'll get on to it. Um, Sarah Paulson is Dr. Ellie Stable. I did not like her at all. I would have cast somebody different, but that's just me. Why? Because you don't like her? I don't think she pulled it off very well. I, I There was a lot of times where I was like, her acting doesn't seem right or something. Well, that's rude. Like, she seems <laughs> like the wrong person for this. Hmm. I don't know what it was. I and thought she was not fine. because I dislike her, because I like her. In other stuff. Right. So I don't know. It just came across flat or something, her performance. So that was my least favorite actress. Do you like her? Yeah, she was fine. I mean, don't. I didn't have any. I felt like once you know what's going on, it makes complete sense why she is how she is. That's how I looked at it. What about Spencer Treat Clark as Joseph Dunn? Um, he was all right. I mean, that's the son. Yeah, in the original Unbreakable, he has a son. He's the same guy. Same guy who's not really been in much in between that. And he was fine. I just felt like it was, it just is what it is. Like, uh, he had a lot of, like, um, I don't know what you call them, like, revel, revelation moments where he, like, yeah. <gasps> figured a thing out and then had to go, <gasps> you know, and then, that, then he ran to go do something. And uh, Mr. Glass's mom... Played by, again, reprising a role from Unbreakable. Played by Charlene Woodward. Fun fact, she's actually older. She's actually younger than Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> while she's playing his mother. So. Yeah, and let's... I'm only going to say this. I'm not going to expand on it. But the makeup was shitty. Absolutely disgustingly shitty. They put shitty. some crappy old Poor, makeup. That's all... You just, when you look at it, you're like, ah, that's like the worst. It's like 50-year-old makeup. It's terrible. It was terrible. Well, maybe she applied it herself. I doubt it. She would have done a better job. <laughs> so this is directed by M. Night Shyamalan. You know him. He directed The Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, After Earth. Did we like that one much? Hmm. Signs, The Village. Oh, uh, The Girl in the Water. I'm trying to ram them all off. He directed a lot of your favorite movies. <laughs> Or not favorite. He's kind of one of those, love him or hate him kind of deal. I liked quite a lot of his stuff. Not all of it. I liked The Village. People don't like The Village very much. The Village people? (laughs) No. YMCA. Uh, No, The Village was fine. But, you know, if you're in love with The Sixth Sense and that's what you want, then yeah. You You know what what I don't like about The Sixth Sense? Mm Mm-mm. It's a one and done. It's hard. You, maybe you can watch it once more just to, but then you never want to watch it again. Yeah. You just don't. Like, it's just, oh, okay. I saw The Sixth Sense. I don't want to Oh, I'm sure it. there are people, though, who've watched it many times. I'm sure there are, but I, I feel like it's, I don't ever want to watch it again because I feel like I've experienced the whole thing. And that's it. So, M. Night Shyamalan, uh, what do you think of his job here? I mean, it's his creation, so. It fits the other two movies. Yeah. It's a similar style. It's similar, but then he kind of, you know, lowers the quality a little bit with some of it. Some of the bigger story, I guess, to me. Yeah, but as far as directing and the way it's the set, you know, way it looks, 
character design, all yeah. that stuff, it all is cohesive. I think you could watch all three. Definitely. And you would definitely, you know, it fits together. Because it he never goes, like, it doesn't go from, like, you watch Unbreakable and then you watch Split and it's, like, a mega high budget. Like, it just seems different, like, no. more glossy. They all still seem the same. So I think he did a good job of making a trilogy. I love that he made a trilogy like this, like, with a... I love that the, the middle movie, people didn't know it was part of this. I love all that. <laughs> I love that mystery, mysterious, like trying to trick people. I like, I like all that. It's like a magician. Cinematic Oh, magician. I see where you're going. You do love magic. I do. Me and Scarlett Johansson, apparently. She loves magic. Um, even though, like, you know it's bogus. <laughs> I, you don't want to know it's bogus. Oh, that's what I like about it. I, no, I don't want to know how you did it. I just like it. So um, let's go move on to the IMDb reviews of this movie. Oh, can you do it with your voice? Yeah. At this um, time in the show, I like to look at the IMDb reviews of this movie. But so here's some of those one star reviews. They're funnier. I could read you a load of people who love this movie, but it wouldn't be funny. (laughs) So we'll go for the people who didn't like this movie. And they say, here's number one, with a one out of ten, from uh, I am Leary Lan. (laughs) This guy. He says, wow, I'm absolutely astonished at how terrible this movie was. I'm super upset I spent money. You couldn't pay me $100 to sit through this movie again. Just absolute garbage on screen. Good try. Maybe next time. Good try. Is that like the little bit of like boost of the... <laughs> That's his positive. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, let me see. Let me see. This movie has no soul. It's a shell of memories and weak storytelling. I found myself asking <laughs> why and when the movie would be over. If this was the ending, it was a flat one at best. Truly sad. Aww. But they're not telling anything about why. Why? Why? Why didn't you like it? How about... This is the first movie I've seen with Bruce Willis that I didn't like. Ever? Yep. Um, Amara13599 says, This story had potential, but I really didn't enjoy it. One of the worst movies I have seen. Again. Mixed bag. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, from CEK4613 he says it is really ruined my time I understand that you like the split but do not give your money to the glass after four months you will watch it online then you'll thank me why is it different to watch it online and that's the thing you pick up people- on oh, that <laughs> Well, people say, like, don't bother watching it now. Download it later. Like, what? How? It's not going to get any better. If you think because you think you're going to watch it for free? Is that what you think? Or I don't understand why that is um, a measure now. This is a great one. And and this one was uh, very recently. 129 minutes of action figuring. And no action, <laughs> exclamation point. Figure. Regret during it. <laughs> what? What? I don't even know what it means. What is he saying? Is, it, is that even English language? I don't know. Um, okay. Skip it. It's pure trash. <laughs> All right. That's the one that... Um, Just skip it. M. Knight really wanted that one on the front of the box. You said he read some reviews and it really upset him. He actually cried. I was reading an interview with him yesterday saying that this movie didn't go down as well as Split and there was a lot of people who were split about it. Da-da-da. And the bad negativity towards it made him cry because he put his heart and soul into making a really good ending. My advice is don't read reviews. (laughs) No matter what, don't read reviews. A review. This guy says, glass, more like broken glass. <laughs> All right. Funny. Very funny. Was this, it? This guy says, 
Odie Hymns is called. He says, Sock. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sock. Um, this guy, this is, this is one of my favorites. Nadine Akori says, Stupid and dumb content dressed up in illiterate discord with a Trumpian agenda. What? You said someone else said something about Trump. What do you even... What are they even I think people, talking about? I think about? people are not talking about this movie at all. I think they go to the IMDb comments and they just want to say something about Trump. That is... I don't even understand it. It's like, it doesn't even make sense at all. Like, it doesn't even... Unless I'm just really thick because I don't see what they're talking about. Ari Triple X says, Crap! <laughs> all this movie was... Is talk, 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 and two action sequences. And I said to you earlier, all these people who complain that movies have too much talking, <laughs> what do they actually want? Do they want a silent movie? Do they want those little title cards that come up? <laughs> and some like, din, 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 music in the background. What do they want? <laughs> what do you want? Like, you don't want a script or any acting? None of that? Maybe just a couple of words from each person? Yeah, I don't understand the anti... Um, dialogue i really don't but then you and i like i guess you'd call them talky movies i don't understand this review at all worst movie of my life <laughs> listen i'll read it word for word okay superheroes it's cool i like superheroes movies by marvel it's the best movies in the world <laughs> i never seen better movies before what i think i got started on the wrong foot there Yep, that's the that's. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even get that. Are one. they being sarcastic? Is that person saying this movie is one out of ten, and then goes on to explain why he likes Marvel movies? No, the best movie in the world. I hate it. I hated it. All right, so I think I'm done with uh, bad reviews. Oh, let's let's get one more. <laughs> the best part of this movie was when the beast caught that table. It really moved me. <laughs> oh, that one second <laughs> of the movie. All right. People, people, people. All right, so that's the IMDb review, reviews for this week. I, they always make me laugh. I always think there's some... I don't know what people are thinking. I don't even... I can't even comprehend. I think some are just written by a bot. I think a bot makes some random words <laughs> together and buzz them up there. I because, don't know. All right, so extras on the uh, 4K disc here. There is deleted scenes... There's a conversation with James McAvoy and M. Night Shyamalan. And then there's a bunch of featurettes. They cover pretty much most of the things. We watched a bunch of them. What did you think of the extras? They're good. I mean, nothing unexpected. No. There's no commentary, which I noticed. Which kind of sucks. Because there is a good commentary on Unbreakable. So, go back and uh, have a look at that. If you want a commentary on these movies. So, um... Yeah, there are some extras, but they're pretty standard. There's not that you know that where it says a conversation with James McAvoy and M Night Shyamalan. I thought that was going to be interesting, but it was real brief. There wasn't yeah. that much to it. So uh, thanks to Universal for the Blu-ray. We both, I say, I highly recommend this if you like if you like the other two at all. Don't listen to all the bullshit, like because I did just read about three or four reviews, and they were all like, "Oh, this is awful. It just ruined the whole thing." No, it did not. No, it didn't for you, but I would say watch it and then decide for yourself. Yeah, I definitely think if you're in any way a fan of M. Night Shyamalan or these movies in general, like, you should, you should see the finale to it. If it's not what you want, then that's your problem, right? It's not Well, I mean, it's his. just, yeah, you have your expectations, just like we do. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. If, no, actually, no, not pleasantly surprised. I got what I wanted. That's what I said to you. Yeah. So I recommend you watch it and Sid Talk does too. I'll just talk for her. I do not. I recommend. Well, I always say watch every movie and then decide for yourself. So yeah. I don't recommend it like, hey, it's a great movie. But I recommend it like, hey, I really enjoyed this movie. So next week we're going to look at Clint Eastwood, who stars and directs himself in <laughs> The Mule. So we're going to look at that next week. Movie recommendations, I'm going to recommend you Unbreakable and Split. Watch all three of these. They're called the East Trail Trilogy. You can actually buy the Blu-ray with all three movies in the box. 
If you haven't seen Unbreakable, I, f- I feel like it is the best of the three. Uh, it was made in 2000, and it was ahead of its time, I think. Uh, definitely see it. So what are your um, ones? Mine are pretty basic, because I really... I was trying to think of other kind of superhero things. Uh, like Kick-Ass, I really liked. And I really like watching Supergirl. I know it's DC. And it's on TV, and it's bigger production values and whatnot. But it's not exactly in the vein of the big, you know... It's a lot of talking. <laughs> yeah. A lot of character development, which is what I really like about it. There's a lot of fun Supergirl. Uh, we've watched every episode of Supergirl since the beginning, all four years of it. And um, they do a lot with often a little, you can tell. Like, they'll do giant a giant battle with CG and stuff. And, you, and I'm always like, wow, they did that on a TV show? It's crazy. You know, they're doing some stuff at the moment with Lex Luthor and all that stuff. Him flying around in his suit. It's yeah. like stuff that you you don't expect from a TV show. So yeah, I love Supergirl. It's good. So um, Ace Gully stuff. I've been playing lots of The Division 2. I think I've told you everything about it. Apart I think from, so. Apart I think we've from, covered The Division. It's, uh, you know, it's been out of like maybe a month. I still like to... It has like the thing inside the game where it's like, here's a daily mission that you can do to get some loot. And here's weekly tasks you can do. So you can always fire it up and find something to do. I like that. And I'm not bored of it. Um, During this two weeks where we were off because we were sick, Mm -hmm. um, the Star Wars trailer was unveiled. The Rise of Skywalker is the new Star Wars movie. We both watched the trailer. How did you like it? It looked pretty good. Do you like the story of the Skywalkers? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I mean, I like Star Wars. Movies story, um, I, it can end for me, so I'm not. You, Go get get out. <laughs> I'm not one of you people. I can handle it if it goes away, just like I can handle it if Star Trek ended. Star Trek's my thing. Here's Star Wars. I'm Star Trek. Um, I I don't subscribe to the mentality that I have to have more, more, more of the same thing. So if it's good, that's great. It's entertaining. And yet it's still the same world, it's still the same people, same objective, so... I really like the trailer. I've seen it many, so many times now. Oh, I know. I've seen, I've watched YouTube videos where they break down every frame and show you things in the corners and... Um, See, I, I don't actually, have that thing. I can love a thing and not need to dissect it. Oh, I really... I'm pretty good at letting go of something, even if I love it and it's like, uh, you know. Things I like about the trailer... <clears throat> um. Lando Calrissian, not the cheap young one, the real Billy D. Williams one. Ray jumping over that thing, coming at her, the Tie Fighter, awesome. Ray's gonna show off her full powers, I believe, in this movie because she just got them at the end of the last one. Um, oh, it's awesome, Rise of the Skywalker. I like that title too, Rise of the Skywalker. It feels very obviously feels very Star Warsy. Yeah. Some people have been bitching, saying it doesn't sound... It says Skywalker, for fuck's sake. It's Star Wars. What else did we watch? What was a big deal? Game of Thrones last week mm-hmm. started. I thought it was a very strong first episode. It was more like um, it was scene setting, wasn't it? It was like, yeah. build, like here's, here's where everybody is now. All right, next week's shit will start happening. But I like that. It felt familiar, like, oh, here's everybody you know. And here's like a fun romantic thing and here's, you know. A fun romantic thing. When Are you talking about aunt and or cousins or aunt and nephew or sister and brother? Yeah. when they're That's on the, the only romance we have. When they ride in the dragons. Yeah. That's the only romance we have and they're related. Yeah. So that's not love. That's well, not we also love. had, um, you know, that, that guy who always talks about cocks having it off with all them women. That was a romantic. Is that romantic to you? <laughs> Unbeknownst to me. That guy. That's romance to you. Interesting. What else? What else was cool? Well, don't t- just watch it. Everybody the tree. Is- we got to see the tree. We got to see, well, yeah, Jon Snow got told all the truths, including that he's screwing his auntie. <laughs> it's a bit weird. Jon, that's a bit weird. He only just found out, so, he, you know. He did, but will that stop him? I don't or feel like just keep it. screwing? Hmm. So, yeah, so uh, we are, we're also, another TV show we're actually watching at the moment is... Jordan Peele's The Twilight Zone. Um, they've revived The Twilight Zone. Jordan Peele's in charge. 
Jordan Peele is the director of Get Out and Us. We've watched the first three episodes. Uh, we'll probably watch the fourth one tonight. Uh, how how have you like? You're a fan of the original Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. and you like the remakes. Right? I mean, they're fine. It's um, again, I don't need more of the same thing. So retelling the same stories but with the modern twist is fine. That's what this is doing. It's entertaining, but then you could have also just made a new thing. You know, Black Mirror is new, even though it's based on the idea of these sort of uh, alternate realities, you know? Yeah. And it took on its own um, stamp, as in mixing technology and humanity always is the issue. Um, And Twilight Zone had some of that, you know, one where the guy brings in the machine to start taking over for some of the workers, and then more and more of the workers disappear and more and more go away, and... You know, they're firing everybody, and then it's just him, and then they find a machine to replace him. You know, like, that's one of the old Twilight Zone episodes. But also this goes back to radio. Radio had shows called X-1, and The Dark Traveler, and The Witch's Book, and these were all episodic, week-by-week, weird shit, where people were doing weird, unexpected things. So it's nothing new. But this time they're just packaging it back up as Twilight Zone again. He's even doing the opening and ending voiceover thingy, which I think is really lame. You seem to like it. I just think if you're going to do your own thing, then do it. Instead of try to be that other thing, but you're not. The third episode was my favorite one so far. Right. Rewind, I believe it was called. And it was very, um, it's going to piss some people off. (laughs) Yeah. It's Definitely. Very racially charged, let's say. <coughs> Rac- yeah, racially charged. I mean, it's it's not racially charged. It's just It's similar to the out. way Get Out presents a racial issue. Right. It's just using that story that comes from truth. That's it. That's what every story is. But I really I mean, like Game of Thrones isn't based on truth, but it is about people and power and greed and... You know, all that kind of stuff. I really like the real-life boogeyman aspect of this episode. Because there is a boogeyman yeah. that... I mean, you say you interpret it that way. That's not how I interpret it, but... Oh, I totally interpret it that way. That there's this thing that might get you if you're a particular type of person. And it's not a matter of if, it's when kind of thing. I, I like that. But uh, that was my favorite episode. I, I, the comedian, the first episode, I thought was kind of a cool idea. But I thought the second one, the the plain one, was the weakest. That was the thirty thousand feet. One. Yeah. I don't think that one, the ending and everything. I don't think that one was particularly great. You know. Yeah. They tried to redo what's it called? Danger at thirty thousand feet. The famous John Lithgow one. It wasn't John Lithgow originally. It I mean, was not. John Lithgow was in the remake of it. <laughs> See, we're on the third when remake you say it of wasn't, the same it actually story. Wasn't I know, but it wasn't. The original wasn't that. Right. The and original so- was. William Shatner. Yeah, but to me, that isn't the... To me, I never saw that. So. Right, but that doesn't matter, because the actual truth is right. that was the original. And it was exactly the same story. No, of course not. But again, trying to retell a story that exists and then putting a thing on it so well, that whoever one, has seen... this one, didn't try to tell that story. It was. It was just paranoia was the yeah. theme of both of them. If you haven't seen it, then you don't know. So, uh, yeah, uh, Twilight Zone, I think it's pretty good, actually. I think it's uh, really high production values. I'll be honest, I'd rather just watch episodes of the old one. No, I'd rather watch episodes of the new one. I know, you would. You like rejiggering things. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that. What's what's for dinner? Frozen pizza. (laughs) What was that again? Frozen pizza. I mean, it's not going to be frozen. We're going to eat it frozen? We're not. We're going to bake it in the oven, as you do, and then eat it. Because I don't really want to cook anything. And what is your advice? Uh, say thanks to people before they die. <laughs> because just recently, I mean, it's not funny. It's a real thing. Um, we all have people that we might have had issues with, problems with. And I can't, I can't account for like really horrible, horrible people doing horrible things. I'm talking about just a family member that you disagreed with or you lent them 50 bucks and then they never paid you back or you don't have the same religion or you just think she's mom's favorite. So fuck her. And she's always spoiled brat. She oh whatever that person's going to die someday or you're going to die. I mean, you're both going to die, but a friend of mine 
from high school's brother, who's, if you're from a small school, you'll know what I mean. When we were freshmen, he was a senior. So the seniors, when you're a freshman in a small school, they're like all the grown-ups. Plus, my friend was in my class, so we hung out with his brother more. His brother, of course, was cool with the other older guys who could get beer and all that kind of stuff. And then over the years, just keeping tabs on him. And then we have, like, completely different political views. And on Facebook, we would just put it out there. And we're both the type that I don't really care what you think or what you believe or what you say. When it's done and done with, I don't care. It doesn't offend me. I'm not, I don't think less of you. I might want to understand why you think it. And we have that same vibe. Whereas other people would get on our conversations who were really like violently angry and whatnot. And then we would start chatting privately because he and his wife has both have both had cancer over the years. And there was one day I was like, I knew that he wasn't doing well. And I'd heard she was doing treatment again. So I sent him a text or a chat message and we just started talking and just telling him what over the years, you know, his brother being a good friend of mine and how their dad helped me out a few times when I was a teenager. Instead of calling my mom and dad, his dad pulled us out of a ditch. His dad came and got us car started for us. He was it, Their family means a lot. And having said that, it's like, I don't know, you, you don't realize the impact. And then we chatted more and more. And then my mom went to visit him last week. And then he died the day before yesterday. And he was only, what does that make him? 55, because I'm 51. And it was just good to say those things to the person, just like before my dad died, had a chance to say things that I'd never said. So I think just even if it's going to be difficult, even if it's just a text and then when they respond, you don't want to read it, that's fine too. Just say a thing to a person that you want to say because you just never know. All right. Really uplifting, but I mean, it's very simple. You know, we're all just chicken shit, really, of saying our true feelings or putting ourselves out there to be possibly ridiculed or insulted or rejected. But, you know, so what? If they reject you, it's no worse than it was yesterday. If you weren't talking to them already, the worst thing that can happen is it just keeps going on the same way. So. True. So, um,. You can catch this uh, podcast on com. Catch us on Twitter, Facebook, Google Play. Catch us on the uh, iTunes Music Store. If you've got an Amazon device or a Google Home device, you can say, play after the show movie podcast. It will play you the latest episode. You don't even have to say the on-tuning bit anymore. You can also catch us on YouTube, Sid Talks, Instagram. Email feedback to aschooly at com. Don't email Sid Talks. She hates all of you. I don't hate anybody. <laughs> Finally, stay classy, Mr. M. Night Shamalama Ding Dong. <laughs> because this was a great trilogy you made here, and uh, I enjoy it. Very nice. I'm going to say think for yourself or someone will do it for you. <laughs> <laughs>